Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, Gnu Powerpuff Girls, and Archer. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I am joined by Justin Cummings. Hey, everybody. Today, Justin and I will be taking your voicemails and feedback in general on the latest two episodes of Steven Universe, Super Watermelon Island, and Gem Drill. On a Thursday night after the episodes aired, I podcasted with Delaney and Sam uh, about the episodes in general, and now... um, uh, people went to overlyanimated.com slash feedback to learn how to send in their their voicemails, their messages, and we're going to answer, play them, answer them, and just talk more about the latest two episodes of Steven Universe in general, basically. Um, if you want to get in on this next week after the episode airs, uh, overlyanimated.com slash feedback and send it in uh, either Thursday night or Friday day. So, uh, overlyanimated.com in general, search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. You can subscribe to our Steven Universe-only feed, lots of stuff. Uh, let's get right into our our feedback. But uh, first things first, Justin, we have not heard your take on anything yet. We have not. Yeah. Um, what's your general overview on Super, Watermel- Super Watermelon Island and Gem Thrill? I thought it was a very strong, I'm going to call it a season premiere. Because sure, that's sure. what they're calling it. So yeah. I thought it was very, very strong in that capacity. I thought it kind of tied together all the stuff from last season so we can kind of move forward now. And honestly, it was funnier than I thought it would be. I thought they were going to focus more on the serious, but the dialogue, especially Peridot, was on point the entire half hour. Yeah, I mean, Peridot just ran away with it. Like, <laughs> we're going to go through... I've I've selected 12 sound clips to play at some point from the new episodes, and it's like... 10 or 9 or Peridot, even though she's not in the first episode that much. Yeah. Uh, What was your take on uh, which episode was better or they just were both very good? Um, Personally, I prefer Gem Drill, but I think part of that's due to like the Peridot exposition we got a bit on her backstory. Yeah. But I really liked what we got off the Watermelon Stevens because, you know, I like a lot of the more low key episodes from early on. So seeing the Watermelon Stevens come back, seeing that community, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think both, both, both were, I think, pretty strong. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, we had some debate over Gem Drill. We'll get to that uh, on the previous podcast. Oh, I should mention that um, this is our first voicemail step podcast. This idea was blatantly stolen from Rob Sestrin, you know, at robhasawebsite.com and postshowrecaps.com. Um, we have been doing voicemails for a while on, on From the Spirit World, the podcast that we did before this, so... It's not like I've I've had that idea, but I never thought to separate them. So I got that from Rob. So shout out. Um, let's let's get right into you guys' feedback. Uh, I, I've tried to like categorize it by topic. There's a few specific topics we're going into. I think we're going to start with general episode impressions, and uh, let's turn to patron Andy for our first voicemail. Uh, once I get it working, okay. Hey, this is Andy Potter. Uh, I really liked Super Watermelon Island, but I felt it was two episodes smushed together and felt very rushed. There was this really cute Watermelon Island part and this really cool Malachite fight part. And, I, and my question for you is, do you think the show would benefit from having episodes where Steven's perspective isn't required? Like this episode could have just been Pearl Amethyst and Garnet going after Malachite and we can save the Watermelon Island stuff for later. Cool. So thanks. Thanks to patron Andy. Uh, we got a lot of voicemails from our patrons here. Uh, Patreon.com slash overlandmade. Shout out to that. So kind of two questions from Andy here. Um, one is like, is Super Watermelon Island two separate episodes? We had the Watermelon Stevens and then we had the Malachite Alexandrite fight. Um, and then let's let's start with that and then we'll get to a second point. I what? think... I think if this was season one, we would have gotten two separate episodes. But I think the show at this point is trying to not just give us Beach City stuff, or as close as Watermelon Stevens are, but it's trying to combine everything together. So I think it works as one episode, but only at this point in the show. Yeah, I I think that's true. Um, We've been doing a lot more recently, and uh, recent episodes have a lot going on. I do think it was, it did feel a little weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, So much in there. 
just having just this one of the most epic fights on the show contrasted with um this watermelon society i think it kind of blended together well but i could i could see it being a little uh disparate and probably one of the reasons why the episode maybe doesn't come together as well as gem drill although you know that's very subjective it's a lovely community <laughs> it is a lovely community yeah that was that was a great line read um steven's voice actor yeah it's uh and i think the second part of andy's question is um having episodes where steven's perspective is um required so we've talked about this a lot how the Mm -hmm. show has been jumping through kind of narrative loops to have like steven there but not there um the show always has to have uh steven in some capacity there to justify us seeing what's happening because the show is from steven's perspective but we saw in log date um the last episode before the our most recent hiatus that we saw peridot only flashbacks through steven listening to peridot's recorder and in this episode we were able to see what was happening on mask island um because steven warged into watermelon steven you did not just say warged warged into watermelon steven and the uh, second podcast in a row i've been on you with that you said warged it's just it's very topical now warging is very in vogue um and that's what it's i think that's what he did yeah and uh he he was able to witness and affect the events through being one of the watermelon stevens do you think this is hurting the show having to so strictly uh stay to this um, Stephen narrative requirement? At one point I did, because I thought it would be so cool to kind of break from it. But honestly, I think it's pushing them narratively. Like, they're having to come up with creative solutions to this. And I think I'd rather see these creative ideas as opposed to they break that rule one time. Because once they break that rule, it doesn't have to be from Stephen's perspective. They can go to the complete other extreme of, like, adventure time, or we might get 10 episodes in a row and never see our main character. And I don't want that to happen. So I think I'd prefer them keep the rule, but find creative ways to kind of exploit it. Yeah, that's a great that's a great contrast to bring up Adventure Time. Adventure Time is just a show where um, some episodes completely centered on Finn and Jake, and then you just, just never see them. Like, we just go and check in with every single minor character and never even see Finn and Jake. And Steven Universe is kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum. Steven has to be there. So, and I think it's definitely interesting because, you know, Rebecca Sugar and a lot of the crew came from Adventure Time. Uh, I do do think that there's, like, good and bad. I think we're seeing the bad in in this episode in that it it, uh, provides narrative constraints that uh, impact the storytelling. Like, I think maybe we'd ultimately have Steven here. Maybe we wouldn't. Maybe they would have done this anyway. But... um, they're writing around it. And I think that's probably a bad thing, but Mm -hmm. that being said, they're coming up with creative solutions and it leads to kind of really interesting things like the watermelon Steven working. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not clearly a negative on the show right now because they've done it so well to this point, but you could argue that it's limiting them from exploring the narrative to the fullest extent. Yeah. Part of me thinks though, like you said, because a lot of the crew came from adventure time, they're almost doing this as an antithesis. Like, they want to show that you don't need to do that. Not, like, anything against Adventure Time, but just to show that they can work in both scenarios. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like rebelling against your parents type thing. Yeah. Um, I could see it a little bit. I don't know. I don't it's, I don't think it's so clearly, like, a, a giant distinction, but it is, it is very notable. Potentially earlier on in Adventure Time, we stuck with Finn and Jake a lot. I don't know if that was... That might have been a more recent thing. I don't remember. Yeah, that. it is. Yeah. They broke the last couple seasons, I think. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a tough question. There's no clear-cut answer on that. I think it's a topic we'll check in on. We haven't done it that much yet. Having Steven there grounds the show. Maybe it's a good requirement, but it is a narrative constraint. Um, it's all The problem is this isn't something that we're going to be able to track very easily because we don't see the alternative. Like, we're not going to be able to know what would happen if they just didn't stick to this constraint. Like... Right. Yeah, I think most people's reactions would be um, that it is a fundamental aspect of the show and we should, like, be... It's it's just not something that should be questioned. Like, I think I think most people are just going to say, like, yeah, it's Steven Universe is from Steven's perspective, so that's just how it is. Which I think is yeah. kind of valid, but at the same time, I don't think it's... I don't think it's, like, out of bounds to question fun- show fundamentals. Right, and I feel like... I feel like we could end up at some point getting like an, an interview maybe 
some alternate take on an episode, like what almost happened had they broken the rule, but see ultimately why they kept it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'd love to get that asked of um, of, of Rebecca Sugar and other crew members. Oh, yeah, definitely. Interviews. I think she's addressed it maybe once before, but um, kind of just drill down into like what's keeping them from from breaking this. Drill. Yeah. Drill. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Unin- unintentional. Uh, uh, wait, wait. There you go. <laughs> that's funny. I'm so funny. There you go. Yeah, that's my reaction to that. Um, that's that's probably a frequent uh, paradox sound clip. By the way, we see some we received some pushback on the soundboard <laughs> from last podcast from several sources now, and I'll say they give me some time to try to better integrate it. Like I haven't used it that much so far this podcast. Like I'll I'll figure out how to better do it, and I need a better reaction time too <laughs> to like using the clips and stuff. Anyway, the soundboard's also what's allowing us to play the voicemail, so you know it's also good. Let's check in with um, co-host Sam who sent first of two voicemails. I don't even remember what this is about, but let's let's check in. Hey, this is Sam. Uh, I don't know. Pearl's cool. And the watermelon Stevens are cute. That's it. Have a good podcast. Okay, thank you, Sam. That was kind of underwhelming. What do we think? The watermelon Stevens are cute. She's yeah, I actually had a reason for playing that. Yeah, so there's I didn't notice. I actually didn't notice this on first viewing, so we didn't talk about it on the first podcast. But um, they like touch their noses at some point to determine who's the sacrifice, and yeah, they're playing games. nose goes nose game. I, like it, that's like a regional variation on what you call it. I always called it a nose game. Um, yeah, like I didn't realize that when I was watching. <laughs> but they're playing. That's such a Steven thing. Like the watermelon Stevens would be playing the nose game to determine who's is a sacrifice to to malachi which what a weird contrast like that scene it kind of didn't hit me at first i had to go back and watch it again we see this lovely beautiful rural community and then human sacrifice yeah and fruit sacrifice and they're dressing well, him up as steven to yeah. like and i like i like the concept of malachi just like this happens like every month, but Malachi every time's like Steven, like like this blind rage. Yeah, Steven. just just irrationally uh, thinking that this new watermelon is Steven every single time. You know, there's a good reason to have not sent Steven to Watermelon Island or Mask Island or whatever it is because he might have gotten eaten by Malachi. Yes, in this case, <laughs> it might have actually been too dangerous for Steven because he would have been eaten alive. Yeah, it was. I think that's probably a good decision not to send Steven. That being said, that that seems. I think it's been a while since we've had a. It's too dangerous for you, Steven. That was weird. It was, but I kind of get it. Plus, with Steven and Lapis, and I, I see the reasoning because, of course, Steven would be like, "No, don't hit Malachite." Yeah, I I can see reasons for not bringing Steven, but just like that season one justification of like yeah, that it, it, and we had a whole plot about how we're beyond that now, but uh, but yeah, it's too dangerous for Steven. That felt like that felt like it was a cop an, out, an, like a cop out, an excuse um uh to like bring to just just a reason to separate the two of them. You know, that's that's kind of how I felt about that. Um. We we had a Tumblr ask from the Teen of Steel. Uh, so literally, Alexandrite's fusion dance was everything. Please discuss that, and the whole fight scene was awesome. It was well, a pretty, I mean, it was it, kind of a quick fusion dance, but it was it was pretty cool. I think it makes sense because I did pick up there were elements of Opal's fusion dance and Sugalites and Sardonyx. It was oh, kind really? of like well, I mean, yeah, you had kind of like certain movements from each to an extent. It, it was interesting. Less opal, more sugalite and sardonyx, because they're kind of both going towards garnet. Yeah, that was that's pretty interesting. Definitely, I, I do like how that uh, all aspects of Alexandria kind of combine all their various mm-hmm. fusions. Like we had all the individual fusions weapons. Um, that's that was pretty cool. What do we think? This is do we think this is one of like the best fight scenes in? Oh, the universe? best. The the best. I call it the best, but I love like kaiju movies. So this to me was like everything I ever wanted. So, yeah, so you so uh, that must mean you're a big fan of uh, the Korra Book Two finale. Uh, if you're a big okay, fan of, uh... I like well done kaiju fights. <laughs> wow! Oh, how dare you! Oh, that, come on! How are you insulting that uh, incredible Korra Book Two finale? I mean, come on! I mean, it's a good fight, but it's just I didn't care because I didn't care about the protagonist or the well i care about cora but like that that whole book i was just eh. so even when the fight was cool it was still kind of eh. giant robots shouldn't fight that's how i feel about it giant robots shouldn't fight 
So. Giant robot shouldn't fight unless you're watching Chris Jericho's Robot Combat League. I don't know what that is. So we're just. It was real steel for real life. I, I I don't know what that is, but you're not helping here. In I'm term. not. <laughs> okay, let's go to patron Ryan for our next voicemail. Uh, who wants to talk about the next episode, Jumdrill? Hello, this is Ryan, aka Brian. So my question is about the cluster. So now that it's bubbled, do you think that's an issue that's going to be addressed immediately on the show, or is it going to be put on the back burner and treated more like the uh, the corrupted gems? Also, I have to say I would defend Jumdrill because I thought it was amazing. Uh, and especially the scene where Steven speaks with uh, the with the cluster, like the way they portrayed this vast collective consciousness, I just thought it was so like visually and narratively striking, mm-hmm. and it really felt to me like something pulled right out of like Evangelion or 2001: Space Odyssey. So please, it's my two cents. Thank you, thank you, patron Ryan. Ryan also helped a lot with the soundboard, uh, so shout out. Um, and he lo- and his nickname's Brian because he looks like Brian Knitzko. It's pretty cool. Um, so two two questions here, right? So let's yeah. first let's start off with his uh, defending of Gem Drill. So on the original, on our first podcast on these two episodes, Sam and Delaney weren't super high on Gem Drill. Um, I was I was higher on it. You seem to be. Um, I adore on it. it. Yeah, I I think this episode, in large part, comes down to whether you enjoyed the portrayal of the uh, cluster and like the the weird um, representa- visual representation of it. It was such a. St- he- a lot of people out here are making the 2001 comparison to the Star Child sequence, and it, it it is. It's fitting. It's really good, though. Nice. I also think you mentioned uh, what Evangel- Neon. Yeah, Evangel- Neon. Yeah, I, I'm not not familiar with either. So um, definitely. I mean, I think it's it's. We'll get we'll get more into that. I think, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's definitely pretty interesting. Um, also, yeah, Gem Drill. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen it as controversial. I think I've seen a lot of people pro Gem Drill. Um, Certainly, there's a lot in that episode. Yeah. I think, though, if the cluster being bubbled, I have a theory that now they're going to start bubbling the shards, and instead of sending them to the temple, they're going to start sending them to the cluster. Like, that's my theory, is that instead of this being just kind of like a, oh, we're going to resolve this and put it over here, they're going to use the cluster now to further the plot. Let's uh, let's take on related to this topic. Let's take uh, Toon Gal's uh, friend of uh, overly animated, uh, sometimes contributor Toon Gal like Eighth Kathy's comments about the cluster as touching as the resolution for the cluster was. It leaves me with some questions: Would the bubble be able to withstand an earthquake, or is the bubble self-sustaining, considering that all the gem shards helped to create it? Would that keep the bubble up regardless of any tectonic activity? Also, I believe there's a future episode with bubbled as the working title. Could this be related to the cluster bubble? I, I, I'd like to think that it can withstand an earthquake. I don't, because it's not, because it is like a magical bubble. I, I'd like to think that. I could see them taking that route, though, and having an earthquake do something to it. But I feel like that would be almost, I feel like if it's going to be popped by anything, it's going to be Jasper, not an earthquake. Oh, yeah, Jasper, we'll get to Jasper. That's definitely a topic. Um, but uh, it, that's such a weird resolution, bubbling the... Uh you know, bubbling the cluster. Um, it's 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 kind of not clear where we're going to go with that. Uh, I'm trying to find the clip from <laughs> from the episode about this. But so I think uh, part of Ryan's voicemail was, do you think this is something that's going to be immediately addressed? Like, or is the cluster now just a, a thing that's lurking in the background? Like, do you think that this um, at least uh, keeps us from having to deal with it immediately? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's going to go into the background. And now that it's kind of... I guess benignly in the background, it's not an immediate threat that they can kind of focus less on it. We don't even need to talk about it right now because for now at least, it's fine. Here was my reaction to the bubbling. How on earth did you bubble that whole thing? (laughs) How on earth? That was like the best Pearl quote. Actually, it's how in earth. Oh, oh, it's how, it's how, uh, it's how how in in the earth because the cluster's in the earth. (laughs) That's funny, I'm so I think that's like that clip is literally you, Justin. That's just that's just you. And let's insert that after everything you say. I am Paradox. We all we all are Paradox. We haven't even gotten to the ten Paradox quotes I have from this yet. There was the one Pearl quote. I, that's just like the most pr- shrill Pearl like line read ever. How on earth? Like she like really draws it out. It's pretty great. How on earth 
Did you bubble that whole thing? Whole thing. Yeah, it's great. All right. Um, I, yeah, I think that they're. I think this is an attempt to not have to address it immediately. That being said, like, are we just gonna have a bubbled cluster in the Earth's um in the Earth's core for? the rest of the history of the earth i don't think so my thinking is do the gems not want to go and see this for themselves are they just going to take at face value that the whole cluster is bubbled yeah that's true they just accept that Stephen's like okay <laughs> the earth is not going to explode in the next hour okay you think they'd want to check that out yeah that's what i was thinking um i i so i i, I think actually on the AV Club review, Eric Therm, kind of. I think he mentioned that potentially this the, the cluster now might be an ally for the crystal gems. It's hard to think of a cluster as like one entity, but like, did Steven turn the cluster against Homeworld now? He, well, think about it. Homeworld made it try to do something it didn't want to do. Steven gave it an alternative. If it comes down to Earth versus Homeworld, the cluster's going to be on Team Earth. Can we say that just from one episode that it would like really be like that it would really be able to take a side? We can say it from one episode and knowing this show. Yeah, I mean, if if the Crystal Gems actually have the cluster, that's this is such a game changer. Like they might actually be able to win a war against the homeworld. Like for like as of now, they're still just a nuisance. And like, yeah, they're gaining one more Crystal Gem every 10 episodes. Um, But like. If you have this giant cluster, which is supposed to be a, a planet-consuming weapon for the homeworld, can you just consume the gem homeworld with it? And uh, yay, then we killed all the gems, and <laughs> they're dead. I don't, think Steve, I don't think Steven would be up for that. where the show is going. Uh, you don't think that's where the show is going? If it went that direction, Peridot would say something about like my home, and Steven would be like, we can't do that to Peridot. Because uh, he loves Peridot. Yeah, true. Um, Could you do this to me? The great and lovable Peridot! Yeah, like, I, 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 Peridot definitely still seems attached to the homeworld. I think that was from... I don't know how relevant that clip was that I just played, though. Uh, but yeah, I think it's... That Peridot, a lot of stuff about Peridot still being attached to, to homeworld in this, to a certain extent. So. But she does seem to actually see herself now as a crystal gem. She seems to care specifically about Steven. Yeah. Definitely, like, uh, I mean, we'll play a clip from that, but first. The crystal gem. Yeah, it's happened now, finally. Um, this is what she has to say about, uh, about, I don't know, I can't, I can't tell which. <laughs> there's so many Paradox clips here. Which I know where it is, just play the clip. Which, which one's the right one? No, there's, <laughs> there's 10 clips. Um, yeah, but, uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know which one it is, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, She's she's specifically like I, I care about all the the earth forms, especially especially you, Stephen. Maybe it's this one. Steven, I'm sorry I couldn't save you or the billions of other life forms who matter far far less to me. Do you have any last words? I love you, Paradot. Wow, thanks. Yeah, there you go. That, a lot in that 13 second clip, but that that clip, I was really surprised by how how much Steven Paradot interaction we got. It was kind of weird. You're feeling the, uh, whatever their ship name was. I, I feel the shippers are coming. Yeah, but uh, let's, let's be clear. This is not an actual ship because this has been addressed by the crew on Tumblr. Paradot is an adult gem, but yeah. Um, I ship it. If we can... Kitty, Pride, and Colossus can be a couple, Steven and Paradot can. No. I, no, I disagree. This is not a ship. This is a ship. You no, this is not a ship. We cannot. We cannot be. This is. This is not appropriate. So I finally drop. Snap is last in the verse for one episode, <laughs> and you still hate me. Okay, you did you see the clip for next episode? The Stap is last versus real. Did Wait, you? there's a clip for next episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't see it? Okay, you'll have to. We'll have to watch it. We're gonna talk about it at the end. But yeah. we're gonna talk about it at the end. So you have to try to watch it in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not a ship. But yeah, that that clip. Oh yeah. So we played that 13 second clip. So uh, all the other life forms white car about far far less than you. That was pretty great. And also uh, a lot of people on Tumblr are all about this. Wow, thanks being the same thing that Steven taught Peridot to say when she accepts a gift. <gasps> I forgot that. Yeah. That's so cute. This is why totally to, endorses my ship. This is why you have to check Tumblr <laughs> and see all the like, the gift sets about all the same things over and over. But yeah. Um, Steven saying, uh, I love you, Peridot, uh, is a gift to Peridot. That's nice callback there. And it's, it's adorable, too. Um, 
I don't know if we finished answering whatever we we're talking about the cluster, right? Okay, let's talk about Stephen's powers here because that's that's also a major topic on it again too. And we have a voicemail um, from patron Mitch. Hey, this is Mitch, and I'm a patron. And I was just wondering what you guys thought of Stephen's like newfound power in Super Watermelon Island. Um, I kind of felt like his power to possess like the watermelon Stevens just kind of came out of nowhere. And I was just wondering your thoughts on that. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And um, we also have a message from Christine who says, okay, in Chilled, we saw that Steven could have prophetic dreams, which is what I thought was happening at the beginning of the watermelon episodes. But then he basically projected his spirit into a, <laughs> into a watermelon Steven. That's something completely different. I was thinking what Steven's Janora now. My thinking is, um, this reminds me a lot. I've been watching powers recently and what? there's a character where anyone who has part of him inside them, like his blood or whatever, he can then like take over them. And that's kind of what Steven did because these watermelon Stevens came to life because of his spit. His spit, right? Yeah, his spit. Which yeah, only in this show would so. that be a thing. Yeah. And so I think that because they're made, I guess, through him, he is then able to take them over. That's my thought on it. So if Steven's Janora, does that mean... Does this mean I'm the master now? Is that what that means? Um... I don't know how you're saying You're supposed to say yes, I think. I yes. Think <laughs> yes. Yes, I, yes. I think that's the answer to that. Um, so I don't think there's there's spirits in this show. But yeah, I think it, Steven's kind of astral projecting. Is that what's happening? I would... I don't know. I don't know. If he's not, he's, I think he's more warging than astral projecting. And by warging, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. where you I can, know you are. Yeah, so and you can, I would insist you stop. You can insert your... They insert themselves into an animal. I don't know if that's like a general fantasy concept beyond Game of Thrones. But I think it's more warging than astral projecting because we're not seeing Steven like float off into the new place. Is that how that worked in Chilteed, though? Was he was he astral projecting in Chilteed? I don't remember. I don't know. I think Chilteed is more astral projecting than what this was. Yeah. This was more of a full possession. This was a full working, and <laughs> Chilted was... No, this is more Danny Phantom than Game of Thrones. I don't remember enough to... Because he can, like, take over people. That's that's how it works in, in Game of Thrones, but they, it's, it's only for animals, though, so... And these are... And, and, and Hodor, but, yeah. They are sapient. We need a Hodor sound clip, but, yeah, so... I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this power. This is this is new information. Uh, do we think that there's... Do, do we think that there was too much new information here? Um, not really, especially since they didn't ever explain it. Right, so, I don't know, has the show done this before, where it's just throwing a lot at us, and it's like, we'll figure it out later? Yes, anything Peridot ever says. <laughs> well, okay, I guess, kind of. Uh, we need to play more Peridot sound clips, but we can we can do that after this. But yeah, like, it, it is weird, because we see in two separate episodes, Steven having powers beyond what we knew like he had the thing in Chilteed but like we said that's more astral projected than warging and then he warged in Super Watermana and then now in the next episode he's who even knows what he's doing right like he's able to talk to the cluster like what is where is he what is he doing what like what is enabling to do him to do this obviously is gem but like could Rose do any of this do we know that's not clear no we don't know I don't know because they said Rose didn't create life right like I think they said that in the first yeah. watermelon Steven episode. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. So how does this relate to our uh previous um uh roundtable discussion on how Rose and Steven relate like biologically and how is Steven developing new powers from uh from like just oh, being Rose's back gem. in the bat. Yeah, I don't, lesson. I don't know how it makes sense that Steven would have powers beyond Rose if he's just Rose's gem. Well, we forget the fifth element is heart. No, I reject that. No. No heart. No Captain Planet? Negatory. No, not happening. Uh, I, I need more of a concrete explanation than that. Okay, that's all I got, though. I <laughs> yeah, there's the nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, there's really nothing. Um, what do you think? Okay, what's your interpretation of what Steven was doing in Gem Girl? Uh, part of me... He was Janora-ing. That's that's the best word for. But like Janora would would Janora been able to talk to the yes the, the cluster? Would yes. She? 
I think so. I will make no such promises. I don't think she could have done that. She couldn't promise that. How is she able to just, like, go into the brain? What even is the brain of the cluster? Like, this makes no physical sense to me. Like, <laughs> it obviously doesn't make sense in terms of... It wasn't a fit place in... It's, I think that the key is going to be in the fact that what happened before he went, I guess, into the cluster. His gem glows, kind of overtakes his body, like the light does. Yeah. Then we next see him in the cluster, and from what we can tell, based on Paradox reaction, he was unconscious. You know, so, I actually think this kind of makes sense with the warging. Um, like, I think if he works into the cluster, uh, maybe he's able to communicate with, like, rather than take over the uh, the Watermelon Steven, he's able to, like, occupy the mind of the cluster. I think it's, it's kind of, I think it's a related concept. It's almost like he can put his mind into another gem. Which, like... Like, just the gem itself. Because we only ever see him in that, I guess, mental plane of a fusion. And the mind of a gem is the gem, right? So he's able to right. like insert himself into the, the gem itself, um, which is interesting. So I think that if we're looking at this in terms of how I conceive of, of gems, you know, as computers, which are based in the, the gem, that um, his gem is able to like communicate uh, over some telepathic Wi-Fi to the other gem and uh, talk to it that way. Hashtag Steven is Wi-Fi. <laughs> That might be the maybe the hashtag for the podcast. Yeah, Stephen is Wi-Fi, but uh, maybe that's Stephen's powers that he's able to like send out a network from his gem in order to communicate beyond his physical presence. I'm curious as to how the gem itself appears when Stephen's inside its mind. What do you mean if, how it appears? Well, think about it. When he in Chilatid, when he was in um, basically in Malachite's fusion plane, is what I'm calling it for yeah. lack of a better word. The only people in there were Lapis, Stephen, and Jasper. We assumed it was still looking like Malachite, but if Steven was also in there, had you seen Malachite from the outside, would it also have had attributes of Steven? I assume this has no physical manifestation. That would okay. be my initial thought. Like, we, I don't, I mean, it's, it, Peridot probably would have said something if there's, like, Steven faces on the cluster. <laughs> yeah, but if, but if it's him appearing with million, but that one hadn't formed. That's the difference. It's possible. I th the way you're thinking about it is pretty interesting. That he like inserts himself into a fusion. That's true. All of, well, no, except for the watermelon Steven. The other two have been fusions. That right, but the watermelon Stevens are weird because they're already him. Kind right. Of. So that might be a, a separate case. Yeah, I, th I don't know. I'm thinking of it more in terms of just like him communicating with a gem. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Like and and like I don't think his he's physically going into the gem but gems we don't know how the physical projection works maybe they do cake on the characteristics of whoever is communicating with the current gem that's that's possible i guess um this is all just so super theoretical so speculation how would the show even tell us that this is like explain what's happening here i don't know i they're gonna have to work on it i don't the best i can think i, I don't know it's yeah, we'll see. Because we can't get, we can't see it, because it's not Steven's perspective. All I can think is they grab a Polaroid and just show Steven after he gets back, like, "Hey, we took a picture. Um, you were in there." Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to figure it out. There's, there's not too much point speculating. Uh, by the way, uh, we're we're missing out on the general, um, the general thing of what happened. Did you destroy the cluster? No, I talked to it. <laughs> no, I talked to it. Which is so Steven. <laughs> so it's pretty stupid. It's also like the most Steven thing I've ever heard. Yeah. We I don't I don't know what's what's more Steven universe. Is Steven talking to the cluster or the uh gem or the watermelon family with the the with the, the, the watermelon family. <laughs> yeah, that's the most Steven universe thing. But this is a close second, is talking to the cluster. Even when there's not genders, gender norms are subverted. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Which I, I love can we talk about why the watermelon uh, Stevens uh, create their own gender norms? Like, I have a theory. No, you don't. I do have a okay. theory. <laughs> what's what's your theory? My theory is because it's only this one family that seems to have gender norms at all. So perhaps they got this idea, like they had this some remnant, I guess, of an idea based on being made on Steven. They had some inkling of an idea of human culture. And they kind of just messed up or didn't like what it was. Yeah. 
Because think about it, only this one family shows any I mean, gendered attire. Aren't there other gems that aren't there other watermelons <laughs> that uh that show gendered characteristics? Not I think, really. Most I think of them the, were naked, except the elder. The elder, I think, yeah, exhibits but that female characteristics. More, that looked more elderly attire in general. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they I mean they could have just observed humans and yeah, maybe the, only those three. Um lost one episode of Camp Pining Hearts and this happened. <laughs> Yeah, they, they the watermelons watch campfiring arts. That's what happened. Maybe they can talk to to Peridot about that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a chance to play. Uh... It's subtext. Yeah, but I feel like that's that's going to be a frequent one. Um, Whenever I speak. Yeah, that's yeah. It's yeah. That's 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 how what you play after you speak to justify what you're saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> subtext. All right, let's. We got to talk about uh, Jasper. Yes. Just being on a ship with Jasper made me tired. So that was priceless. Yeah, I think I think I was overestimating uh, uh, Peridot's fondness for Jasper last podcast when we were speculating on this, but definitely doesn't seem to be the most the biggest fan of Jasper. But she also doesn't seem to hate her, you know. Uh, let's let's start with uh, I get back to Toon Gal Kathy who says, uh, "Did Jasper just die? You know, it was really I, unclear." I don't. Because we've never seen a gem die. Well, it was so, okay, so that's that that being a jet reference from Avatar, right? Oh, so, duh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, Jasper's not dead. First of all, no. I Jasper's didn't notice this dead. the first time. I went back. I can kind of make it out as the Stephen Watermelon dude is talking, like as he's clinging a pearl, he's screaming Jasper. So even Stephen still wants Jasper to be okay. Oh, really? One of the st- watermelon Stevens? No, like shouting. the one that Steven is in. Oh, oh, Steven's reaction. Like he's clinging to Pearl, and as Jasper slides away, you hear, oh, Jasper, you hear like, rah, 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 rah. Okay, I didn't notice that. That's interesting. Um, why are we writing Jasper off this quickly and in, in this way? I think they're trying to just save Jasper for when they need her. Because if we have Jasper and Lapis to deal with right now, it's just too much. It's a lot, but uh, this is also not a great solution. Why are we just throwing Jasper into the... I mean, I think unless you want to do interesting things with Jasper and the uh, the cluster. Yeah, that's that's that could be where they go. Let's. Uh, Christine says, if Jasper hadn't fallen down a gorge, would they have brought her back along with Lapis? Did they let Jasper fall? And it was basically let's save Lapis because we like her. Who cares? Who cares about Jasper? And yet, I'm not sure they actually like Lapis. What worries me is they don't like Lapis. Steven likes Lapis. Steven likes. Well, yeah, and they seem to know that. I mean, uh, Garnet specifically saved Lapis, or I, I don't know if it was her, but one of them saves Lapis specifically, right? So. Mm-hmm. And as we see from the clip from next episode, Lapis and Steven, buddy, buddy. That's interesting. Oh, I just saw that clip. I'm oh, yeah. so very, very happy. Yeah, we'll talk about that at the end, the last thing we talk about. But but also, I just want to give shout outs. I just saw someone had a review of Gem Drill, and the uh, title they gave it was Soylent Gem is People. Uh, yeah, that think, made me very happy. I think that works, yeah. Um, so would the gems, uh, if they if they had the ability to catch jasper before she fell would they have wanted to save jasper here's my thing what if it was garnet who grabbed lapis which i think it might have been garnet has future vision garnet could have seen what happened if she grabbed lapis versus jasper oh could she have made a choice of calculation of based off of what happened yeah i can save one of them we don't think about garnet's future vision enough i think that's a good point yeah that's 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 tough i mean I just from a narrative perspective, doing that to to Jasper is pretty annoying. Um, I think they need to address it very soon because uh, just these are like narrative loops, which which aren't the most endearing to your audience. But at the I, same time, it's it's I don't know. I it's, feel it will be addressed by the end of In Too Deep. Yeah, like, I, I mean, think you would the think so. So it's going to be about Jasper because I think we're going to get one episode kind of focusing on mending Stephen and Lapis's gap. Then we're going to get another episode mending Lapis to the other gems. And then we're going to bring in Jasper against Lapis. Just yeah. if I had to like chart where we're going. Yeah, I mean, I don't think next episode will just be Steven and Lapis. It's, we, we, we've seen like one 30-second clip, and we know that they're they're flying together. But, it's so beautiful. Yeah, again, we'll talk about that. But yeah, it's it's we'll see how Jasper gets brought up. I think if you're going to talk to Lapis about, what, like, about her emotional state, you need to talk about Jasper. So yeah, I would hope that that comes up. 
I think it's going to come up. I don't think Jasper will actually return until like the last episode of of Into Deep. Yeah, of Into That's, Deep. That seems very soon. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, we haven't heard Jasper speak since the season one finale. I think that's not giving Lapis much time in the spotlight if she comes back in two episodes, if Jasper comes back. Well, I mean, it'll still focus on Lapis a lot. I'm not saying make Jasper a crystal crystal gem in two episodes, just have Jasper return as like an antagonist. I'm just worried that it'll be like 10 episodes before we see Jasper again. I think if we're doing anything with Jasper plus Cluster, it'll need a lot of time to develop, so. Okay. Could Jasper gain control of the Cluster and turn turn it against the crystal gems? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, does tough. the cluster use female pronouns or gender neutral? Um, I mean, it's one of the two. I mean, we would, it's we would not as- male. We would yeah, assume we would assume female pronouns because it's comprised of a bunch of female gems, right? So, and if it's now sapient, then we would definitely want to not treat it as an as like a zombie, basically. Yeah, um, echoing a little bit. I don't think that uh, it's single-mindedly sapient i don't think that's what the episode is presenting you know okay i I think that i think that like it's it's a bunch of individual things and steven's kind of bringing out the individual in it i don't know yeah i don't i don't know if i would call it a a one thing and i know we are but um i don't know if i would call it like like one entity the cluster yeah less menacing now the cluster rawr rawr it's the cluster (laughs) I should get the I should get that clip. But what okay, last thoughts on Jasper. Jasper's not dead. Jasper is not dead. No, not happening. If Jasper dies, we riot. <laughs> I mean, personally I won't care that much, but I know a lot of people care. So any any character who's any gem who's presented on the show is important. Like Jasper's not dead. Um Let's talk about last two topics. Talk quickly about the portrayal of the cluster. We kind of hit on this a little bit already. Christine says, with the shards in the cluster talking, did anyone else think of Full Metal Alchemist when they could hear the dead people in Philosopher's Stones all talking at once? I don't know. I don't. I didn't watch that show. But I know the clip. I know the part that they're talking about. I haven't seen all of FMA, but I do remember that being kind of similar. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what do we think of like... So the cluster has like a this like white ghost thing that tries to escape and um then it like can't form so it goes back down and then later we see like ghost faces like going up from the cluster trying yeah. to get, trying to well, none of that to me makes like sense but it's cool. Oh, it's amazing. I love that's kind of like what we saw in Chility, this kind of quick jumpy cuts. That were really, really good. Like between the floor and the um, ghost face. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. That, that that whole portrayal was one of the most abstract things in the show, for sure. Very uh, 2001. And I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I think I'm pro, but like, it's 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 tough. That's, it, it's, it's very different from a lot of stuff we've seen. Um, Let's... Let's let me play the remaining clips that I have pulled that we have not played yet. Okay. Just... Uh, most of these are paradox ones, so let, let's run through this. Something doesn't feel right about this. Then use the D-pad. What do you think of that? Use that the was D-pad. beautiful. It was really great. Yeah. They put an N64 controller on a laser cannon. Yeah, pretty great. Don't say that. Say we'll do it together, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna do it together, and it's gonna be great. Liar. What do you think of that one? I feel like she wanted to correct him, and he didn't let her correct him. And so she had to make him say something that she could correct. There's a lot of people on Tumblr relating to that and talking about how, like, uh, you say uh, you say that to your friend to make them say something, and you, like, say liar after that. Yeah. Liar! Liar! Okay. <laughs> There's a lag between playing clips again. Yeah, I feel like that's a... Uh, we, we played the wow thanks clip. Um... Let's play this one. Isn't that like your guys' thing? <laughs> I love that one. That was That's so good. It's like right up there with the star quote. This one, I don't know. This is one of the best Maradoc quotes. Rebel. Isn't that like your guys' thing? <laughs> I don't I don't know if I buy Paradox being like aware enough to make that type of joke. Like that's is, is she like societally aware enough? I don't know. I, I guess think she so. Is. Yeah. I guess so. Uh we have this one. Wow. You're a real anarchist. Why does Peridot know what an anarchist is? 
true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, here's the next one. If you're done just lying there, maybe it's about time that we stop the world from ending! Stop the world from ending! Yeah. I love the way her voice cracks. Yeah, this is uh, potentially even better. Am I the only one who understands the meaning of teamwork? <laughs> That's just so good. <laughs> Fair not saying am I the only one that understands the meaning of teamwork. Like, just think about like <laughs> saying it to Steven. <laughs> saying it to Steven. It's so good. I love that. But that that's how you know Paradot's like actually on board. <laughs> Talk her talking about teamwork. Um here we have our uh out of context quotes section of the podcast. Activating triple tip penetration mode. We could we don't need to talk about that, but yeah. That's that's uh they do this on the Rob voicemails out of context, uh inappropriate quotes there's there's that for for this one um and i think that's it that's all the ones i have we talked about the other ones already uh we also have the other yeah, we don't need to play that again but <laughs> uh tons of paradox quotes like i i said this on the the previous one um like i honestly think that paradox might be too good because when you have like 10 notable quotes in one episode then kind of nothing is notable anymore she's kind of becoming the iro of the show yeah, like as but far like, as just she is, and but like she's there more and as more yeah. of a presence, you know. So I don't know what to do with that. It's it's it's, it's a it's, good problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but Paradot's like really good right now. Shelby Rabar is just killing it as Paradot, like the best voice performance of last year and this year. Now it's crazy. Uh, let's close by talking about that. There's a new clip from uh, next episode of. Um, lapis or steven riding on lapis uh, as they go around the world seemingly i had seen like a brief brief like two seconds because i think it was was it brazil maybe it was another country no another country had a um they had like a commercial for the upcoming season oh and they had that brief clip of them like flying to a big city yeah i thought it was gonna be like we have to go and find this to do that no they're just they're just having fun and and lapis is happy and, he, and Steven's happy, and she's happy, and Stapis Lazenverse is happening, and I ha- love it, and it's beautiful, and I love it. Happy Lapis is like, and first of all, no to Stapis Lazenverse, but happy, happy Lapis is like the best thing in the entire world. Like, I think that's, I would want nothing more from the show. Something's going to happen next episode. It's going to be huge Stapis Lazenverse. No, And I'm going to get on, on the f- feedback show. And I'm gonna stop. say I was right. I am the Jemmy at Stop, 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 stop with the Stavis Lazar. <laughs> that. that doesn't seem like a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. Like, no. Um but yeah, this is this is great. We have a voicemail from somewhere from Sam about Lapis. Hey, it's Sam. So I just watched that Lapis clip and I've concluded that Lapis is a Katang baby, because she is both water, but she is also flying. <laughs> I need to update my. Okay, uh, so is is Lapis a cloud baby? <laughs> yes or no? Yes. Yes, I think that's true. Ding. I need a bell. Ding, ding, ding. We are not turning into Rob as a podcast. <laughs> no, we are. Slowly but surely morphing into them. Yes, yes. That's their bell. Yes, yes, yes. Lapis is a cloud baby. I mean, we knew this about Lapis before that she could fly and she has water wings. So um, we saw Malachite fly, which eh, props to Malachite for getting airborne. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Seems too big to get airborne. Yeah, with water. Yeah, but. Uh, Lapis, does Lapis fit the 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 realm? Is Lapis more of a cloud baby than Tenzin is? I'd say so. Oh man, that's that's really that's really anti Tenzin. I love Tenzin. I do. That was really really like a good idea. Tenzin's not happy about that. I don't Tenzin, know. Tenzin has one of the greatest voice actors of all time. So you know. That's that's a little that's a little extreme. Okay, one he of the greatest done, actors of all time. Yeah, he hasn't done that well. That's also extreme, but he's not done that much voice work. J.K. You know? Simmons. J.K. Simmons incredible. is great. You know, the Oscar-winning J.K. Simmons. But yeah. Um, okay, I think that's that's wrapping it up. Um, what else? What else we got in the soundboard? Do we need to play? I don't think anything. I mean, there's other stuff I haven't played yet, but you know, it's 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 good. Uh, what do you think of? Where do you think we're heading next in? Uh, no. new what what's the episode called new world whole new same world. old world same old world oh that's the opposite no. <laughs> okay I, I just realized something kind of funny about peridot she's yes. the first evil gem quote-unquote evil that we see turn good this, this is similar 
I made it 50 minutes. This is similar to the first Green Power Ranger, which was evil and turned good. Could this no. be a throwback? No. That's right, you dirt bombs. No. I'm not, not wrong. You're the dirt bomb. No. You said you wouldn't make a Power Rangers reference. I made it so long. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard. You lied. It didn't happen. Uh, I will make no such promises. That's you in the future. You can't make promises I, anymore. I'm not the first person to think of this. I promise. No, I, I think you were. I can't even respond. But yes, that's... Where are we heading in same old world? I don't know. Lapis is is with Steven. And they're flying around. And it's great. And everything's happy. It's just going to be a fully happy episode. And it's just going to be happy Lapis. And that's what's going to happen, right? I found fan art of Paradot as the Green Ranger. I win. No, you didn't. I did. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Last thoughts, Justin, wrapping this up. Not about Power Rangers. My last thoughts. Okay. I'm Dylan Eisen. That's Justin Cummings. Overlyanimated.com. You can find everything about the podcast. Subscribe to us. Uh, Search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher. Thank you so much to our patrons who sent in voicemails. Voicemails are not restricted to patrons. I just bugged them on Facebook, so they sent them in. Uh, You can send them in next time by going to overlyanimated.com slash feedback. There's a phone number you can call. You can call from your phone. Very easy. To leave a voicemail. Uh, Thank you to our patrons. Shayna, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie. John, I don't have the list up. John, Ryan, Catherine. Um, let me find the list. Hold on. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, yep, there you go. A.K.A. Hey, Nephew, Mitch, Cody, and Beach Exchange, Nathan, Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rich Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, and Cookie Cat. Um, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the next Steven Universe episode, Same Old World, and the next voicemails on either Friday or Saturday. Um, upcoming... Overland made podcasts this weekend uh, coming out on Sunday. Delaney and I talking about tomorrow, uh, talking about uh, the latest or not the latest, but an episode of Miraculous Ladybug as we continue to catch up. And that's it. Last thoughts, Justin. Not about. Not oh, about I'm glad to be back. It's it's great to be here. I love talking yeah. with you guys. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff from you on this one. Yay! I, I hope people will respond well to the. <laughs> let, let me know what you thought of the soundboard on this podcast. I think I used it better. I don't know if that's that's a that's a requisite one. I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty, but I, yeah. I love Rick and Morty. Okay, good, 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 good. That's so, my closing thought. I love Rick and Morty. If you have suggestions for the soundboard, you can message us anywhere, and and we'll figure it out. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>